This is The Bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. One of these days, you think I'd figure this out by now. Welcome to the bullpen. It is a Friday. Johnny Rude and Brandon Elkins. Not going to call out Patrick because he's not here, but he had the same problem when we when we first started. Well, I with, had a little bit of panic board. coming in because I plugged my headphones in and then they didn't work. Well, effectively they still work, but the button to turn them on wasn't. It had fallen off somewhere, so <laughs> it was a last minute panic to find some headphones. Yeah. And then, okay, these buttons all look the same. The sliders look the same. Which one am I pushing? And well, there you go. There you go. Off you did to the it. good start. Although, speaking of great Happy starts, Friday. For, I should say great finishes. Let's go right to this, shall we? Fly by right center field. McCormick on the move. He's at the track. He's at the wall. Makes the grab. Chaz McCormick. Two gone in the ninth. Did you watch that game? I did. Did you watch that play? I did not see that play. Okay, I unfortunately fell me, asleep before that. Let me tell you, if he doesn't make that play, it's a whole different ball game. They oh, may absolutely. still be playing right now, honestly. I mean, it was a one-run game. I mean, yeah. it was 3-2, to two, so that would have been the tying run right there. And absolutely. It would have, of course, maybe given them some momentum, and who knows what would have happened. But Dang. as it turns out, Justin Verlander gets his first win Hard to believe he's been here. He's been playing seventeen years. He's been playing unreal, and he finally got his first W. We're going to hear the first third World Series, and it's his first W. Yeah, I mean, and it's still proud. It's still cool to say you've been to three World Series, and especially, I mean, second pitch of the game, Schwarber takes him out of the park. Yeah, I mean, that could shake anybody. Oh but yeah! Not only did he just win, well, the Houston Astros made sure they made sure that that two hundred and forty-four game winner. Got the celebration. Yeah. Here's what he said that they did to him after they were inside the locker room. He said, quote, they put me in a cart and rolled me in the shower and just doused me with all sorts of stuff, <laughs> unquote. Nice. And then he quotes again, and it was one of the best feelings in my career. What was the stuff? That he doesn't I, remember I what gotta, the stuff is? I got to think it's like shaving cream. Most likely. Um, probably a lot of cold water. Because, you know, you don't want to make him comfortable in there. So it's got to be yeah. cold, blasted water. Man, I don't know. Maybe his clothes, different clothes. And you ever see Mighty Ducks 2 when they use that? True, uh, true. The, yeah. What do you call yeah. that? The, says, the squeegee? The nitrous oxide oh, or that, something oh, like that. And then, you know, you just blow up all their clothes and right. the, you, you freeze over. dry them basically yeah. and then they shatter. Just, you know, go all out. I mean, these guys are just crazy. but They're rich. Know, they can afford new clothes. They're one game away from winning the World Series, which will... F- be Saturday because mm-hmm. today's the travel day. I had to do quick. Is there? In my head. Did, they're allowing a travel day today. Yeah, they I had thought they to. weren't allowed to. Okay, they had. Yeah, because okay. it was three yeah. straight games. So now sure. today they're going to travel to Houston, and it Back will be game six tomorrow. Game yeah, six, three yes. to two. Again, yes. quick math, quick calendar in my head. It is never a good thing on a Friday. Clinching time for the Houston Astros in Houston. So how cool will that be? I think it'll be fun. I think it will be interesting to see what will come and. Do we have the expected starters for Game 3? I was looking to see if I have this in this article that I I would think down. it would be Framber Valdez and nobody else because you you got your game on the line. You want you one of your best pitchers out there, and I know Verlander just pitched, but Fram, Framber Valdez is your future ace of this team, I believe and that. I would not want anyone else on that bound but him. By the way, if you are wondering, of all the previous World Series that went in tied at 2-2, two to two, 
The Game 5 victor has won 31 out of 47 times. Okay. So the odds are good. They're not, like, overwhelming, but sure. those are better than even odds, so there you go. So if you think they might have, they have a 31 out of 47 chance to do that. And we'll t- hear a little bit later on more about the game itself. Also today on the show, we will be talking to, well, not us, but Mark Mike McCarthy, Coach Mike McCarthy. Yeah, he had, Dallas his, Cowboys. he had his Mike um, McCarthy show. He had his little show the other day, and we've got the highlights from that. We do have some Dusty Baker that we're going to throw there. We'll talk about more about the World Series and UT football, especially Coach Sark. Hook him. At his press conference, and we've got some sound from that as well. All the great things for a Friday on the bullpen, as I mentioned. It's a great way to close out. The weather's terrible outside. It's I supposed love to it. get Are worse. Are you kidding well, me? Are you kidding me? When this you, weather is phenomenal. When you finally get the okay from your movers that they're bringing your furniture over, this is <laughs> okay. not the kind of weather you want. That's fair. I'm but, just saying, this feels like home to me. This is perfect weather. Overcast, it's still warm. You got a little drizzle, but it's not like it's annoying. Right now Maybe it's for you because you got to move. I'm sorry. I feel really bad for you. I sympathize. Moving is the worst. But man, th- coming out of what we've just been through, and did you see in like the next week and a half we're going to be in the 60s? I didn't. I haven't done the long term forecast look yet. Oh, I'm I did. Enjoying it. We'll be in the got. 60s, which is much better than my friends in Dallas who said they're going to be in the 30s. And they got tornado warnings coming up. Yeah, I mean Dallas. I've got relatives in, in Dallas as well, and I know their 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 weather can get very strange from yeah. time to time. So yeah, their football team though looks pretty solid. As we make a switch move right over hey, there. Hey, what NFL. a transition! It's like you're a pro. It's well, like you've done this before. No, not even close. <laughs> but we did have a chance to get some of the sound from Mike McCarthy on his Mike McCarthy show. Oh, it's wonderful. He's I'm, so I'm... good. He's got his own show and. Well, obviously, the first question that was asked of Mike McCarthy, coach, I guess, do they call him coach? You just, I mean, yeah, I guess oh, you yeah. do. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, coach, they they learned from you. Jason Garrett, you have to call him coach. Did you know that? Oh, I did not you remember. Know that. Remember when he was no. uh, his last stint? I don't remember where he was. Giants, I think, when he was head coach. Ooh, well, he he was, was like, it's, it's Coach Garrett. We call each other Coach Garrett around here. Oh, coach. I thought you were talking about Coach McCarthy. No, no, no. Mike McCarthy is a, a chill dude. Yeah. Jason Garrett's a little uptight. We'll uh, the uptight. I'll, say. I'll take your word on that. So. There's Let's audio. get into this, shall we? Because Coach McCarthy, he was asked about, well, what they could expect on the bye week coming off of a great time. So we'll see what he says. I mean, definitely. I, I really like the whole setup for the season. You know, as far as you know, bye week after after the eighth game. You know, then we have the Thanksgiving game that doesn't follow with a Thursday you know night game that it usually does. So there's another little break there, and then then we have our Thursday night game in Tennessee. So I think that part of it lays up nice for us, but. Clearly, this is a great time for us to be on the bye. We have a chance to get to get all of our players, for the most part, get them healthy. Uh, I think it's good for everybody mentally and emotionally to, to take a break and step step away. But most guys are still in and out of the building. Saw a bunch in this morning, but it, this is very well timed. Is he at a disco? <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> so in the because yeah, because it was uh, it's like a technically a TV show. It was uh, on YouTube, uh. so they're showing highlights. They're just oh, showing okay, wonderful, happy pictures of Mike McCarthy on the sideline, calling plays, smiling like all is well in the world, which gotcha. it is. I mean, yeah, right now everything's but, and, really good. And I gotta agree with him. I I think anything after week six of a bye week is solid because I do. I agree. You're that. really starting to get into the grind. You're a little bit past the halfway point, and to get that week off, I mean. At well, this point, it's got to feel good no matter what. No matter where your momentum is, I feel like it doesn't hurt because you're already feeling good about yourself. And to go on so. top of that, after they expanded to one more week of the season, going from 16 to 17 games, right? 
It might not seem like it in people's heads that, oh, that's just one more week. But when you're a professional football player, that's, that's another one week. more week of all that toll on your body, mm-hmm. all that you know excruciating working out. And and you still only get one week off. Right. That's it. Right. You're still getting the one. Unless you go to you know international, which you get kind of like a half a week, half an extra week off, which, I mean, sure, it helps. But that's still not enough when you're grueling out for 17 weeks. But through the first half of the season for the Dallas Cowboys, actually being resilient was one thing you could say would be in the top priority yes. that they've shown. Of course, Dak going down and Cooper Rush doing a great job. Not sure what was going to be at the wide receiver position, mm-hmm. and you know, it took some some other guys to get back on the field. But Coach McCarthy was asked on what his thoughts on the resiliency of the team is, and here was his answer. I mean, resiliency is so important uh, to the success of your football team, and it comes in so many different forms and fashions. I mean, you know, even even the fact that you know we've we've won games, uh, you know, the resiliency to handle successes is is obviously part of the focus. Uh, this gives us a time to catch our breath, self scout, really hone in on the things we need to improve on, and make sure we take a really good week week, week of preparation and plan up to get this next win in Green Bay. Just picture the most intense I, highlights happening I behind the scenes. I still, in my head, I'm, I'm picturing him at a disco. So, like, <laughs> yeah, it's it, kind of distracting. If, at if this I ever point. get my own show, like a TV show, which they'll never give me. Oh, oh no, I trust would. me. No, I well, yeah, I'd, I'd give you one. But still, I just want. I'm too sexy from Drop Dead Fred playing the whole time behind me. <laughs> They're not be high. Are you going to be doing your own little dance behind too? Know. If the mood just hits, like distract from everything else. The eyes want what the eyes want, <laughs> and at that point, the eyes will want you to turn the channel. McCar- <laughs> Coach McCarthy was also asked <laughs> about give yourself Dak. more credit than that, Johnny. Rude. Don't oh, be rude this? on yourself. You don't want to see all four shake, all four cheeks shaking at one time. <laughs> not a good look on this guy. Coach McCarthy, uh, speaking of four cheeks. He was asked about Dak looking like he's headed to his midseason form, and yeah, he thought so good too. Oh, definitely. I'm playing fast, getting through his reads, distributing the ball. You know, our ball distribution is percentage-wise is, is where it needs to be the last couple of weeks. So we just want to continue to work. You know, obviously defense was on the field a lot against Chicago, in particular with their success running the ball. But you know, it's this is a good chance to regroup and reestablish ourselves, and hopefully we can get some you know more more attempts at the plate for the offense. Now, yeah. one mention of Dan Quinn in that entire. Clip or Cooper Rush or Although, Cooper Rush. Technically, they did ask about Dak, but you you bring up a good point, and this is something that I just from watching the game against the Bears, it was very quick to see how many times the announcers referenced Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. and I've said this before on other shows. I think he was kind of brought in for a reason. He's going to be a head coach somewhere, and there was a little question mark going into this year with Coach McCarthy. He hadn't really kind of performed kind of where they thought he was going to be. I don't think Coach Quinn's going to be the next Dallas Cowboy. If, no, especially with definitely the way, not. But he's going to coach somewhere. He may in the coming years, but yeah. you know this this year is probably going to keep Mike McCarthy around for quite a bit longer. And if you happen to be a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, which I'm sure 90% of our listening audience is, you know that this year and most of last year, towards the end, they have been the team of defense. Yes. It's noticeable amongst players, amongst fans, amongst everyone in NFL. And Coach McCarthy was asked on the defense being the strength of, well, the team. Oh, no doubt about it. I think our depth, you know, from top to bottom is is exactly what you're looking for. Uh, you know, we're, you know, it's a huge competition each week to, you know, to see who's going to be up in the defensive front. You know, obviously having Damone Clark, you know, coming on this week, you know, now you got excellent competition throughout the linebacker position. And, you know, obviously missing Jay Lou and, you know, we miss him on a number of different fronts. Just such a great leader and so forth. But, you know, our, our young DB's got an opportunity to play. And so excellent depth. I mean, and it's a group that's playing with a tremendous amount of confidence. One thing I've Still noticed... Still no mention of Dan Quinn. No, no no mention of Dan Quinn. And the one other person I'm noticing he's not mentioning 
is Zeke. Right. Do we know how long Zeke's going to be out for? Do we have a tentative date coming back? We don't. I Tyron mean, Smith, we know. that They think it's going to be another three, four weeks, but... you got to ride the hot hand. You do. And I know, I know Pollard kind of took himself out of the game, but you can't blame him for that. I don't know if you heard that rumor or... or I did not. Quote. There was a quote yesterday I read that Tony Pollard, after that big, long run towards the end of the game, he took himself out of the game because he was tired, which, look, oh, yeah, I, I don't blame him. Right, because he had a hell of a game. Yeah, he's not used to that. You can't make it at fault, and that fe- it feels like it was trying to go against him at that point. Maybe it's because they want Zeke to still think people to think Zeke is still the guy. doesn't really feel like that anymore. You know, when you talked, we heard from uh, Jerry Jones earlier this week, and he says, no, they're, they're both separate. I mean, Dak and, T- and or Zeke and Tony, they're different running backs. Yeah. And they which, should be treated differently. Exactly, which means you should not let uh, Zach, or, pff, Zeke uh, play anywhere outside the red zone. Let him be your red zone guy. Let Tony Pollard go in between and get you there, and then let the bruiser come in and, and score for you. Seems in like fantasy, a pretty easy... In fantasy football, that's called the TD vulture. Because <laughs> somebody else does all the work, and then one guy gets the I praise. mean, give it a shot. Give it See a shot. what happens. One more cut from Coach McCarthy, and this was on Jonathan Hankins and his progress with the team. And, well, he was asked, how's it coming? I really like the way Jonathan played. I, I really liked his consistency, and I mean, he's exactly what we're looking for. I mean, his ability to grab a hold of a double team, stay, stay square, and you know, I really like his personality, but just the way he came in here, fit, you know, fit right in and... I mean, you would have thought he'd, he'd been here since training uh, camp. So uh, I really like to start the Jonathan had. Mm, mm, yeah. yeah. Tell does, me, Mike McCarthy. See, now you've yeah. got the disco oh, in yeah. your head too, right? <laughs> That's more like a... Just saying. He's trying to drop a beat there. Once it's there, it's in your head. Mike McCarthy sure. trying to drop a beat. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, let's change things, shall we? Talk UT football. They've got I a like game. UT football. I do too. Hook them, baby. they got a big, big game tomorrow. And we're going to find out what Coach Sark has to say. After a week off and what they think about Oklahoma State. I know what I think about Oklahoma State. I think I went to the grocery store this morning and somebody from Oklahoma parked in front of me. It didn't pull all the way forward, so I had to remove my car. I know oh, wow. I know this doesn't concern them, but what time is it? Uh 116? Uh, 116, yeah. Oklahoma still sucks. There we go. There it is. This is the bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Your opinions are welcome. We value everyone's opinion on Absolutely. Can I just give a shout-out real quick to all of our listeners? I love all y'all. Thank you so much for listening to our little show we run here. Hey, without them. One or two on the bullpen. Without them, we wouldn't be here. That's right. If it was any other day, I might not be here. But you're here, and that's good. And I'm thankful. And I guess Patrick's back on Tuesday. Okay. They, they I don't know. They, they, I'm happy They got for me him. to fill in again on Monday. So, I'll thank spend... you. You basically spent your whole vacation with me. I am so <laughs> sorry. I mean, that is. I mean, it's it's a true story. I've been coming in, but I've been in the middle of moving, and so I've had some idle time. And I, I, do I don't. Call, I just. I don't I like call that idle fun. time when you're moving and working on your vacation. So. Well, okay. So I hope I, get, I hope everyone realizes what they got with you. You are our like ultimate. Uh, what do you call it? Ultimate utility guy. I'm a utility the place. player. We're bullpen here, so we're Swiss baseball Army talk. Knife. You are the Swiss Army man. You are actually that's kind of weird because that guy was. Have you seen that movie? No. Swiss Army man. Okay, we no. won't talk. We won't go there. You're just the ultimate. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be that man. guy. It it's a like great it. movie, though. By the way. Welcome back, though. We are going to talk. Uh, well, we'll continue to talk NFL coming up a little bit later on because I found this article, and if it was the, if the NFL season was to be over right now, who would the award winners be. 
Like Already? Who would, like, who would be the I offensive? I guess it's technically halfway point. Yeah. yeah who would sense. be the offensive rookie of the year? I think I know. Spoiler alert. You're going to like the answer I to that. I think I... What about defense? No, nah, I'm not going that far yet. Okay. No okay. spoilers. We'll okay. come back okay. to that. We're going to talk UT football right now because UT has a big, big game. It has a lot to do with how their Big 12 is going to end up. I think yeah. it starts this Saturday in Manhattan, yes, Kansas, sir. with a game against Oklahoma State. Well, you know they had a bye Kansas week. State. Oh, yes, right. Kansas State. Kansas State. You got, right. well, you got too much Oklahoma on your mind, man. At the grocery store this morning. <laughs> you know when somebody tries to pull in forward, but they don't pull in all the way, yep. so oh, you can't yeah. pull in? It's like, oh, you've got to be. And I see the Oklahoma plates, and I'm like, get that that's why people ready. don't like them. <laughs> I get it, because from Illinois, that's like a, that'd be a Wisconsin thing to me. Oh, like, oh yeah. mm-hmm. what do you got to say, Wisconsiners? Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout that Fight. out. Uh, that, them fighting words. That is. Bring you, it. If you knew how to dial a phone, you might be able to say something. <laughs> oh, did I say that too? No, I didn't. Yeah, I did. Aaron Let's talk Rogers. UT football, though, because Coach Sark, coming off the bye week, a lot of people said maybe the bye week was a good thing because people get to rest, heal yeah. some injuries, or maybe they should have kept playing to kind of get past the, the loss that they suffered before they went out. So what did Coach think? Was he impressed by the little offseason one week off? Coming off the bye, you know, I really, I was really impressed with our guys, a back, kind of re-energized, refocused. Um, I think they, they did a nice job of kind of hitting the reset button um, with some time away uh, and came back and practiced with great energy, great intent, uh, a real edge about them um, that, you know, I was, I, again, I praised them for it today, you know, for the, for the four straight day. It's been four days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of just really practicing uh, the way that, that, you know, I think you need to practice in November. And I thought Monday and Tuesday were extremely physical. I thought we really fine-tuned some things yesterday and today. Feel good about the focus of the team. And obviously, we're going into a great environment uh, against a very good football team. It's going to take really good focus, really good mental intensity, and, and really everybody kind of coming together as one and playing as one uh, to get a victory. Yeah, I think that is a good point, is that it is going to take everyone. I mean, it's not just one or two players. Obviously, there's one or two players that get the main focus, sure. whether you're Quinn Ewers or Bijan or Roquan. I mean, there's a lot of people that get that in, but it has to be the whole team. And so, yeah, I like the fact that he said, you know what, Monday and Tuesday, real physical. Like, you know, we were right there having it like it was normal game day type situation. And after that, we kind of put our focus where it needed to be. Mm -hmm. And that's on Kansas State. Yeah, I mean, this is a big matchup. I mean, you're you're playing a top top 15 ranked team. You're kind of on the cusp here. Mm -hmm. You know, you win this game. You actually definitely have a chance at the Big 12 championship if you lose this game. You've got three losses in, in the conference, and that usually spells disaster for, for most teams who are trying to get a conference championship. I mean, look, all you got to do is just just keep winning. Just win the game. Right. Get out of there. Move on. I know you got an even uh, tougher matchup next week, but you can't look at it that way. you got to look at it as this is just your next opponent. You came off a really tough game last week against Oklahoma State, but I mean, you were still in it for most of it, right? You, on the road, you got to take some solace in that. You got to have, you got to take some confidence out of that as a as a confidence boost. To, I mean, because this is going to be a really difficult game. Sure. I mean, there's there's most likely a chance that they probably won't win it, but if you really want a chance at being that top team and being in the Big Twelve championship, you got to beat this team and. I really think I really think they got a shot here. I think they do too. And again, it's gonna take and I hate to sound like a cliche, it's gonna take sixty minutes. They're yep. gonna have to play the whole game. But I do think, I really, really do, I think if they can focus and win this week, 
the the onus of the week next against TCU, it, it can be lessened by thinking, you know what? We played, okay, TCU's coming in ranked really, really high. and But they can look back and go, week two, we played number one. Exactly. And we had a, almost a great chance. We just were three points away from actually winning, and we lost our quarterback early yeah, in the Yeah, not game. even full strength. So I think if they can win this week, they can think, okay, yeah, we do have a tough opponent coming in, but wasn't it can't be sure. any tougher than number one. So yeah, we did fairly. I mean, and I mean, still wasn't a win, but it's still got to give be a good memory for them. Please, for the love of God, lean on Bijan Robinson, yes. lean on Roshan Johnson. Those are your bell cows. Those are the guys that are going to help get you where you want to go. Quinn Ewers is good. He's still too inexperienced, and we see that. We saw that last week. We've seen that throughout the you know throughout his starts. He's been some good, some bad. If you lean on your running backs who can get you, who can handle that pressure, you can take a little pressure off Quinn Ewers to not feel like he has to be the guy. And I'm saying, if, if that happens, you got a really good chance of getting out of there with a win. Ewers, and we say that every, it's so easy to it, say it, that. It sounds simple. It really, it is. really does. It's so simple. In my head, and I said this when I was talking with Ed a couple weeks ago, right after the right after the loss. Yeah. And I was like, you know. They had a 17-point win, a lead. And then they came out in the second half and abandoned the run game. Yeah. Why? Not only was Quinn 19 for 49, but look at it this way. When you run the ball, the only time it's going to stop, the clock's going to stop, is if you get a first down, it's only going to stop for a few seconds, or mm-hmm. if you get run out of bounds. Exactly. Every incomplete pass stops the clock. Mm-hmm. If you have a 17-point lead, you want that clock to continue ticking down. Yeah. It gives your opponent less chance to score. And I think abandoning the run game... Stopping the clock because I mean I would hope that Quinn's not going to be that off target that many times. Sure. But there was a lot of chance for them to come back in that game. You didn't have the clock running. Stick with the game. Stick with the running game because even if it's not getting you five or ten yards to carry, it's clicking the clock. Yeah. And incomplete passes don't get you five yards either, and it stops the clock. Exactly. And look, like you said, Quinn Ewers didn't have a great game. And, and and like I said, he he's just inexperienced in that aspect. But you got to think that when you come off a game like that, the next game you're gonna feel probably try and feel real good about yourself and come out really strong. And I hope I and, and knowing and what I've seen from Quinn is he's very humble. Yes, he's a quiet guy. I I really hope he's not getting in his head about this, and I'm sure he's not because he has the right coach with Sarkeesian who's been there. And done that and had his own experiences with this. So I really feel like we're going to get a bounce back game from Quinn. As well. I mean, look, Quinn's still a very, very young, not just man, a young player. I yeah. mean, he's still learning the game, still at, at the college level. He's going to have more games like he had. Yes. But he's just, so he can't really let it get to his head that much. And I think Coach Sark is a good enough coach to not let that get into his head. But one person that they will have to, uh, the opposite side of the scrimmage line, as we'll be taking on, they know that we're bringing Bijan, they know Roquan's coming. We know they've got Deuce Vaughn. Deuces. Deuces has been wild all <laughs> oh, season yes. long for Kansas State. And Coach Sark was asked how they plan on defending Deuce Vaughn. Well, I think there's probably two main ones. One, you need to know where he is. You know, they do a nice job of, you know, it's easy when he's just in the backfield, but they do a nice job of moving him around in some of their empty packages of getting him, trying to get him isolated one-on-one to run his option routes, which is a very talented receiver. I think, two, you can't expect one guy to get him on the ground. We have to play with amazing effort. We have to populate the ball, and you have to wrap him up. He's got great center of gravity. He's got really good balance and body control, and he's a one-cut, get-vertical guy. So we, we've got to do a good job of playing with fanatical effort, getting around the ball and wrapping them up. 
Yeah, they definitely have to have eyes on him at all times. Absolutely. And you know what? They should be saying the same thing about the double-headed guys with Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson on the opposite end. Because that Deuce Vaughn is great. Bijan is better. Oh, yeah. I I agree with that. They're going to be leaning on their guy. Texas needs to do the same thing. And if I would have looked two more dashes down on this piece of paper that you were giving me when I walked in, we could have had this, and we'll play it right now, because Coach Sark did talk <laughs> about Quinn Man, I was, and his ability to bounce back. You were swishing. I was lobbing that up for you, bro. Swishing right there. Let's just do this. <laughs> so how is he going to come back? This is what Coach had to say. Quinn, yours, he is. My junior year, we were playing Utah at home. Big game. I threw three picks in the first half. I threw another one in the second half. They booed my mom out of the stadium. Uh, no, she left because they were booing me so bad. It was a tough day, you know. And then I turned around the next week and went and played Fresno State for a conference championship and went 31-34 to 34 for 400 yards and broke an NCAA record. So, you know, one game should never define us. You got to get back to work. You got to get back on the horse. and You got to start riding again. Yeah, I mean... Those are all the right words to say. And again, I don't I think I think Quinn's young enough that he's gonna bounce back. I mean, he's not to that point in his career where he's gonna think that, oh, this is gonna be a thing. This is gonna be He a, shouldn't. No, this is just a, oh, I had a bad game. Yeah, he had a bad game, move on. It, it that Agreed. that's it. That's all you have to do. One more thing before we take a break, and that was we touched on if they were to lose not just this game, but any of the games going forward, that would give them a third conference loss. And what Coach thought of that would be their chances to play for a a conference championship. And here's what he had to say about that. I always do my best not to not talk about things that are the obvious, right? If there's an elephant in the room, I try to address it. And obviously, that's we all know what our goal is. We all know that that's where we want to be December 3rd. But to get there, we have to take care of this one first. You know, there's an old adage in football, you know, what you do in November is what they remember. And and we've got an opportunity in November to do something special here. we got four games against four really good teams. But we can't worry about games two, three, and four unless we take care of game number one. And so we've, I think the guys have done a really good job of focusing on the task at hand. And that's, that's playing a really good football game Saturday night. We'll see if that's good enough, you know, but, but we have to play well to get the result that we want. And I think that, you know, we all want to win on Saturday. You have to do the work, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, to put yourself in the best position for the result. And I think our team has done that. And again, I commended them again today at at the end of practice. I was really proud of them with the focus that they've had this week in practice, the mental intensity, the energy that they brought. and And those are all good signs. But again, now we have to go play. Again, he's answering all the questions correctly. Yeah. He's, he's using the right verbiage. He's he's and I hope that they're really believing that. I mean, they should. I mean, he's been there. He's yeah, been there he's, with USC. Right. He's been there with UW. Yep. With Texas. With uh, what? What is it? Uh, uh, Alabama. I mean, he's been through it all. You gotta, you gotta heed his advice. Right. He and, knows what he's doing. And and I, he played for BYU. Exactly. And he was a great quarterback. And I think he's got enough of the respect of the players and his coaches that they will listen to what he's saying. As long as he's going to continue to show that they on the field, I mean, you're going to yeah. you're going to have the attention of that locker room as long as you're producing it out on the field, which ultimately comes down to the players themselves. But we all know in this day and age, doesn't matter what sport it is, right? If something goes south, the first person to get the blame is the coach. That's right. I mean, the fair. NBA. I mean, it's just fair. a couple days ago. So you can have all the respect, you can say all the right words, but ultimately, it's what Gotta comes out on the field. Got to get it done. And that's what everybody who's a UT fan from all around the world, no matter where you are. That's what they expect, especially for Texas. This is a this is a college that is very critical and quick to make decisions on coaches ever since Mac Brown, right? Absolutely. So you gotta you gotta put some numbers up. You gotta back it up. He's saying all the right things. 
Is it going to be that way? And I really, really hope that is going to be the right way because I think he's a good coach, and I think there's a lot of great things coming the way. Yeah. All I heard was Bijan Rojan. Bijan Rojan. Lean on your guys. Feed me more. Please. Go back to, you know, Zeke on that. Feed me more. Exactly. Because they can do it. We will. We'll give you more of the bullpen coming up in just a couple of moments when we come back. If the NFL season was over, who would be the offensive Mm. rookie of the year? Who would be some of these winners of these high-prized prizes? Brandon's going to be smiling on the other side. (laughs) I already am. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Hey-o. It is the bullpen on a Friday. Can we say Friday, Louie? On Hell this? yeah, I know we Beto can. If you can say $5. it, well, yeah, you got to pay him. But I mean, you can say it if you want. Every time, because I do the show on KLBJ FM, I feel like anytime I say it, he charges me five bucks. You know, I know it's basically his phrase, but I feel like the amount of time you work with him on FM and on this side, yeah, I feel like you get a fair I should chance be able to have a credit. You right? should, yeah, you should be able to say it a couple times for your charge. That's right. I say it all the time when I'm not on the air because it's like you know what? Maybe just got to give him some work. candy. Maybe steal some candy from Tommy and Chris. And I just need to buy him a couple beers. That's fair. Hey, we we did actually talk about that yesterday. So get him an aluminum can. Oh, that's bottle my favorite or whatever too. the yeah. hell it is. The aluminum the bottle UT can. Bud Light. And yeah. yeah, bingo. I have gotten them for him many times. I believe that because that's my favorite thing too. All right, so we uh, talked a little bit before break. It's kind of weird because they have these where if the NFL season were to end today, who would your winners of all the major awards mm-hmm. be, like Rookie of the Year and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Well, this 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 segment's going to make Brandon so happy. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine oh, what man. this is going to be like, so <laughs> bear with us. But we'll start with Offensive Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. If it was to be chosen today, your offensive rookie of the year would be Kenneth Walker the third from the Seattle Seahawks. He K-9. possesses a special blend of power, speed, and a herky jerky running style. Yep. I mean, look, we expect uh, every almost every Seahawk and Michigan State fan expected this. Mm-hmm. We didn't expect it this quick because of the resurgence of Rashad Penny. And I feel like he will get a he will get a fair shot maybe next year. Yeah, uh, he will unfortunately get a diminished role yet again because every time this poor guy has a chance to take and be that guy, he gets severely hurt. Oh, and really? so he's out for the season again, which is what gave Kenneth Walker the chance to Got step it. up. And not only has he stepped up, I don't know if you saw that play against the Giants when he had to change position on the spot. He was going the right the whole. The whole offensive line, the whole team was going right, mm-hmm. except for him. When he went right, saw there was nowhere to go. He shifted left. Geno Smith was his lead blocker, and I don't know. There's video out there. I don't know if you saw this, but DK Metcalf actually fooled the Dory Jackson into thinking he was about to catch the ball in the corner of the end zone. Really pushed him out of the way, and Kenneth Walker had a wide open shot. Oh, you're talking about the Seattle Seahawks Giants game? Yes. Oh yeah, I would never. I would never watch. That. Well, I, I'm here to tell you. Okay, that, and I'm <laughs> sure you will, because we're going to continue this roller coaster of who would win prizes. By the way, Kenneth is averaging 100.8 yards per game. That's a 6.4. I love it. Average carry. I love it. Fantastic. <sighs> Again, with two we go rookie now to... with two rookie offensive linemen. By the way, on on right tackle and left tackle. We switch to the defensive side of the ball for your defensive rookie of the year. Go ahead, just say it. Oh, would that be UTSA uh, fellow guy, 
Tariq Woolen? It would. That's right. In fact, or I should say it will. Shout out fact. to the Roadrunners for producing UTSA. this talent. That's right. They Tariq Woolen. came down and took on UT earlier this season. That's a team that travels very well with their fans, by mm-hmm. the way, especially when you're just coming from San Antonio, which... I found out Brandon gets to go to San Antonio this weekend for a baby shower. That's right. But right, I was some promised. Games, like, what's in the diaper? <laughs> no, but mm-hmm. I was promised that I get to go to Burger Boy after, so I'm very excited about that. That's if one of the best burger boy, stands in San Antonio. If you're a good boy, you can go to Burger Boy. <laughs> Wooden, who played I'm a season. good boyfriend, all right? That's right. He's 6'4", 210. He clocked in at 4.28 for his 40-yard dash. Think He's about that. He's also got a 42-inch vertical leap. Think about that. Would you say 6'4", 210? And Six, he four, ran two ten. And he ran a four two. Yeah, thank you. Well, close to the four three, but I, yeah, I get whatever. It's still speedy close fast. enough. Yeah, it's still speedy fast. In fact, D- DK Metcalf said, "Watch, he's going to be very good before the season started, and he's turning out to be that good." Because leading the league right in interceptions, now, leading the league in interceptions, and he has the the nod right now for your defensive player rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Going back to the opposite side, and we'll talk of offensive player of the year. And I, I agree with this one. Saquon Barkley of the oh, Giants. Yeah, 100%. Although Some they did say bottle could him have been, up on Sunday. I'm just not going to lie. I know. I know. <laughs> but, I mean, but you yes, almost could have said his regardless. comeback player of the year, but we're going to get to that in a little bit. But they've got Saquon as player of the year. He's averaging big-time numbers this year since, like, since his rookie season. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has basically been the guy who hasn't had the injury bug and hasn't and has been out on the field, seems to have a decent line in front of him now. Finally. Some new coaching staff in yeah. place. He does look like a brand new person, and they say if the season were to end today, he would be your offensive player of the year. Cowboy fans, get ready because it's defensive player of the year. Real and quick though, can we uh, going sure, back sure. to the the Giants and Saquon Barkley thing? I think that's a great blueprint for the Texas Longhorns because okay. you got Saquon Barkley, who is the clear cut best offensive player in football. Right? You are you could argue that he's one that, of the sure. best, and I want to compare him to Bijan. Okay. And Roshan, you put both those guys together, that is a very good equalizer or comparison to, I mean, I'm not saying he, they're the, they're at the elite status of Saquon Barkley, but we're talking Bijan Robinson is a Heisman candidate. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying Quinn yours is as good or bad as Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is, is now successful in the NFL, so take that for what you will. But look at the pressure off of him now. The pressure's off of him because they have such a good offensive talent in Saquon, True. who is handling the load. Love saying that, and it's <laughs> it's taking the pressure off of Daniel Jones to just be just you know just be the gen- the field general out there. He doesn't have to be the guy, and that's what I think they need to do in Texas. That's all. All right, so there you go. That is Brandon's Texas Listen Up <laughs> segment. Listen up. Oh, I like that. I got you, Coach Brandon. As we mentioned, go to the Defensive Player of the Year, and uh, Cowboy fans are going to be happy. I think. This is obvious, I think, 100%. to anybody. It's Micah Parsons. Absolutely. Your Cowboys. Linebacker, question mark, because technically he is a linebacker. Hybrid. Just call him hybrid. hybrid. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, he is the ultimate, they describe him as the ultimate unicorn. Except oh. he's real. Yeah. Except, yeah, Absolutely. he's real. Just ask any of the Chicago Bears last Maybe a week. different style of horns as well. Maybe. Not the, you know. Yeah. Could be. Maybe the horns come out the side. That's right. Or maybe it would be a hook'em side. Because when he... Out of Texas. Eh? He'd appreciate that. I don't think he'd appreciate that one, but we appreciate him because <laughs> yes, we do. he is just ahead. I mean, he would beat out at this point the likes of Miles Garrett and Bradley Chubb, who, by the way, Bradley Chubb just got a huge contract extension with the Miami Dolphins. Somebody's happy in Miami. Whew, I tell you what, but if it came down to it right now, Micah would be your defensive player of the year. Absolutely. Comeback player of the year. 
Geno Smith. Hey, I know that guy. <laughs> the Geno Kool-Aid is real. Geno Smith of the Seahawks is the best story in sports right now. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to deny it, even if I'm biased. It's he, really hard to deny that. He battled Drew Luck in preseason. Battled. Ba- well, I mean, he won the position. Yeah, he did. He got the starting yes, he nod, yep. so he did battle. And, and, and he, uh, the thought was when they traded uh, – for Drew Locke, that he was going to actually be the guy and not Geno Smith. Yeah, and listen Ironically to this. Ironically enough. Ahead of Josh Allen, he is leading the league in completion percentage at 73%, third in passer rating at 107.2. That's ahead of Josh Allen, by the way. Uh-oh. And fourth in QBR of 66.6. What up, y'all? So, We're yeah. back. Geno, like we mentioned yet, a journeyman for most of his career would be your comeback player of the year if everything were to well be done with, which we're glad it's not. Don't forget, he, he called it after game one, they wrote him off, but he didn't ride back, though. Nope. That's he didn't true. ride back, and he still ain't right back. So now we go to coach <laughs> of the year, and this is where, well, we both disagree, but you disagree differently than I do sure. on who this should be. Coach of the year right now, if it was voted on, would be Brian DeBall of the Giants. It's a good story, but I, I, I mean, we'll, maybe at the end of the year we'll see. Maybe it's because they have a better record. They're 6-2. and two. Yeah. They floundered under Joe Judge. I mean... It wasn't to to get them better would have been a, a nice step up, but to have them six and two at the break that's mm-hmm. a a really good sign for him. Sure, and I mean they beaten the Packers. Of course, hmm, this year that's not the best calling card or signature win yeah, that you're going to talk oddly about. Enough to say, but the other what this is what other teams are saying about the the Giants is that they're not a fun team to play. That they're very physical. That they're and you look at the style of running. We talk about Zeke being that style of runner. Saquon's a little different than that, but he used to be that more bruiser of a running back. Sure. But these guys just play mean. Yeah. I mean, they're going to hit you. Yeah, and I saw it firsthand last week. I mean, it was, I think, the second offensive play of the, the game for the Seahawks. Tyler Lockett fumbled mm-hmm. for the first time in his career. Yes. Now, let that sink in. For the first time in his, I think it's like his seven-year career now, he fumbled at like the five. I mean, they just ripped it right out of him, and they were they were doing that all day. Yeah. Completely. And one more to go, and then we need to take a break before we wrap things up. But wait a minute, up. real oh, quick so, though, okay. who who do you, you we disagree? Who oh, do you yeah. think it well, should be? Uh, yeah, so you can say who you because obviously well, you we go know f- who you're going to say. Okay, well I say Pete Carroll, obviously, because everyone wrote this team off. Basically, they did a franchise reset at the beginning of the year, right? And then to lose your top your two top running backs, and not only that, five of their rookies this season are playing and playing well, playing hmm. very very well because you got. Abe Jackson on on right tackle. You got Charles Cross on left tackle. Two rookies. You got Kenneth Walker now leading the league, or you know, just coming on strong at running back. You got your defensive backs, Michael Jackson, Kobe Bryant. Those are real names, by the way. And Tariq yeah, Woolen. Are, yeah. All rookies, and they're all they're all leading the league in their in their you know in their uh, positions. I think the reason I was ready to breeze right by what my what mine was going to be because it it pains me to say who my choice would be. I would say at this point it has to be Kevin O'Connell, the Vikings. I see. I uh, haven't really paid much attention to the Vikings. I mean, they. I just, haven't seen a lot about them. I don't. I, I really don't know much of what's going on over there. I mean, they've been a so-so team with what they had under Zimmer, and I think it was just um, he's the right fit for them, and okay. he's made them look like a different team, and they're leading the league. They're kind of running away with it, and that's not just because they're so good; it's because the rest of the league's kind of like mm, we're not yeah, good in their division. But yeah, if I what's I had their to say what's their that, record? They are. Mm, are they six and one? Really? Yeah. The only, Vikings. They only have wow. one loss. So. Oh, then Vito's stoked. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I think that is. So, yeah, that would be the one that okay, I would say. Okay, yeah, those are all three very good arguments. 
and we're only at the halfway point. Right. So again, none of the, all of this is moot. It you is. know, at this point, we'll see where what happens. There's there's still what nine more games to go, eight more games to go for mm-hmm. some. So we'll see. But all three very good candidates, three very good arguments to be made for all three of those guys. Very true. And then we run into who would be the MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, we easy. all agree that is he's he's pretty much sure. magical to watch. So. Ridiculous that is one of those too. things that I think is going to be interesting watching it going forward. We're going to take a quick break and we come back. We've got to end things for the bullpen. It's Friday. Thanks for hanging out. The Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. One more time, welcome back to the Bullpen. It is Friday. I am Johnny Rude. That is Brandon Elkins. Yellow. It's been fun That's this been, week. I've had a good time. Yeah, happy you happy you were here. So much Thank fun that I'm coming back Monday. That's right. Then Patrick's coming back because, you know. He can only stay on the East Coast for so long. That's right. He's probably got to get back to that heat because it's getting cold over there. Yeah, I mean, although I don't know what the weather's like out where he's at now. Of course, he's like Dora. We mentioned it yesterday because now he's moved on from he's he's hanging Maine in Boston to he's who knows where he's at, but he will be back here coming probably up on, on a Tuesday. train somewhere. So we were talking a little bit during the during the break there about what sports we were looking forward to watching this weekend. There's so many things that are going to be playing. Of course, you've got the World Series. That's if you're a baseball fan, that's a given. UT is going to be playing, and they're going to be playing Kansas State in a very, very, very important game. That's right. Not only for the Big 12 standings, but just for where UT goes from there. And then you've got a full slate of NFL games on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, and plus you mentioned there's good hockey games that are out there. There's yes. great other college games, not just, I mean, UT. There's some great games on the schedule this week. So if you look around the dial... If you're a sports fan, you're going to love this weekend. Absolutely. I mean, not to be biased for me, but uh, I'm really excited to see where my two teams are going because uh, we got a really good matchup this week with uh, University of Washington versus Oregon State, who is actually number 24 in the ranking in the college football rankings, and they got it. Same, they have the same record at six and two. And I think I know that the Huskies haven't looked great the last couple of weeks, but Michael Penix Jr. is. I know he was on the Heisman mm-hmm. list for a minute, you know, or Heisman watch for a minute. Right. But I mean, he was two weeks off of throwing a 515 yard game and four touchdowns. Like this guy is talented. I don't know much about, uh, you know, Kalen DeBoer coming from Fresno State, but he's never lost, mm-hmm. or he's, you know, he's a winner everywhere he's gone. So I want to feel like they're on the right track here. And then I'm also really excited to see uh, how the Hawks do at at uh, Arizona against the Cardinals. Because that is a house of horrors for that team. Mm-hmm. The amount of injuries that the season-ending, career-ending injuries that have happened on that field against those two teams has been astonishing. I mean, it ended the career of Cliff Averill, Cam Chancellor, and Earl Thomas, and That's we also lost in the Super Bowl there too. Good so, points. I mean, um, yeah, I, I just want to see. I, I'd like to see them keep rolling. And, I guess that's the only void you have if you're a Texas football fan on Sunday. Is you know, of course the. We didn't even talk about Houston, Philadelphia, the football game last night. Right. Which your prediction didn't come true. I, but um, I, mm, it was, did make I me mean, a little nervous. I, I mean, yeah, I was thinking, was like, I wonder how, what we're going to talk about. It was a tie game at halftime. So they put up a fight. It was. And, they, and look, they're, this is not the same Texans team. They may be losing still, but at least they're somewhat competent. And I feel like that's a yes. Lovey Smith effect. And it might I don't be. know if you agree because you've known him more uh, than I have. Yeah, I, I think they just really have a. They've got a good foundation. Yeah, lovey claws. I think, um, I don't know. I I was encouraged by what I saw. Sure. Considering you don't know. I mean, Brandon Cooks didn't play last night. Right. You don't really know much about the team. You got Damian Pearson. Who else? Right. They don't get a lot of national exposure. So, I mean, 
yeah, it was it was a good game to watch. First half, I was like, oh, well, what's going to happen here? And then they kind of, they kind of lost a little bit out in the second half, and obviously with the final score. What was the final score, by the way? 29-17. 29-17, yeah. So they kind of scored everything in the first half, and then A.J. Brown, just a beast. Thank you. How does he get that open? Appreciate it. I don't understand how he gets that open. Because he's just that good. And here's the problem, is this is what I had to do. The same thing that we talked about yesterday is because it's on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. normally what I would have been doing is sitting in my chair, and I'd have been flipping <laughs> between the World Series, yep. and I've been flipping back to the football game. But because it's on Amazon Prime, I got World Series on my TV, and I got my I've got my iPad on Amazon Prime, so I'm yeah. watching on a smaller screen. It just I don't like I don't it's frustrating. like it. Yeah, it's frustrating, especially when you got two big events going on like that. Yeah, I I I I mean not to brag, but I was lucky enough to <laughs> have two to brag. two components that work. I Chromecast one and watch the other on my on my streaming side. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, but the problem is that's the future. Yeah, it's so money. It's you all gotta, money. You got to deal with it, and that's it. Jeff Bezos said, hey, I got a billion dollars I'll give you every year. Right. And and pretty soon we'll probably see him in the NFL if if the rumors are true that he oh, he wants to buy the Commanders. I believe 100% they're true. I wonder so. if he'll change the name. I hope so. I don't like the name. <laughs> even if they just go with like the Washington Senators. Or even what, uh, Washington even the, football team actually worked for them. Yeah, it was. But maybe just, that's just me. You say it first, but I, after a while I got used to it. And, you've, you know, he's still got the whole, it's just, a, it's. When Cleveland changed, they're interchangeable. The Cleveland Indians, they changed theirs. I really wanted them to be the Spiders again. That was a great name. Those were great logos. Those two are just so interchangeable to me that I forget which one's football, which one's baseball. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's that's just me, but I would just love to see something come out of it, and we'll see. We'll see. I I, I really don't want to see Bezos in the NFL, but I know the NFL wants to see Jeff Bezos, so I guess... I guess we'll see what happens here. But anything to get Snyder out. That's all I got to say. And that might happen, or it might not. Please make it happen. Word out of it yesterday was after he hired that bank to look into selling the team. That might have just been a ruse to get him through the winter meetings with Did I not tell you that it was probably nothing? I know. God. Foresight. You should should do like tarot card reading. But you don't need the tarot cards because you seem to know. Uh, except for know, the UT, except it just, for the, yeah. it just it's you. It's almost too obvious that it's fake that you want to believe that it's real, but you could just it just seemed to be too coincidental. Yeah, well, that's gonna do it for me and for Brandon. You guys have a great weekend, Brandon. Yeah. Thanks for that. We'll see you Thank on you. Monday. See you Monday, everybody else. Have a great sports weekend. Join us, 1027 ESPN Austin, whether you're here or whether you're streaming at 1027 ESPN Austin.com. Right. We'd love to hear from you. Make sure you're listening tonight to Ed and Beto, four to six. That's right. I'm Paul sure they got a bomb next. Few things to say. Definitely. See you.